All right. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Sophia Caudill, and today is July 2nd, 2020. I am really, really happy to have a dear friend with me today, Minnie Fort Brown. And I've got, we were just catching up and probably should have been recording all of that catch up because we were getting into lots of great conversations. And, and this is our Sex in the Bull City podcast. And I'm in Durham, North Carolina, so is Minnie. Um, today we're going to expand the topics of relationships. Normally we talk about sex, sex addiction, intimacy, and any type of relationship issues that, that may be going on. Um, with people that we hear about and we work with in in the in our practices and that we want to talk about further for people to to learn about and and be able to help themselves in their relationships and right now we're in the middle of of covid going on in our country still and uh recently um there's been a lot of protests and George Floyd's death several weeks ago and I wanted to talk with my friend Minnie because I want to expand our conversation of intimate relationships to what relationships really are in society and and how how in our intimate relationships we can be judgmental and biased and then in society we see judgments biases and and we're hearing a lot about this term systemic racism many and I have been friends for a long time and we know each other well that's what we were just saying we've had so many very real deep conversations over the years um, we met each other in Durham public schools and um, you know have really shared a lot of intimacy with each other and we're going to just have a very real, honest conversation today for y'all to be able to watch and listen to um, about racism, systemic racism, what's going on right now with Black Lives Matter. What does that even mean? And I really um, you know, wanted to do this because it was my friend's Minnie's birthday recently, and I saw on the news that she just wonderfully and a few friends painted Black Lives Matter right out in front of their houses. And so we have a big, beautiful Black Lives Matter in Durham, like a lot of other places in the country do. And I was just so happy. Um, it just warmed my heart. So I just want to see if we can um, just enjoy each other, Minnie, and keep our conversation going that we started a few minutes ago. So welcome, Minnie. I'm so happy that you're here with me today. Well, Sophia, I am so happy to be with you. Haven't seen you in a long time. And so when I got the email that said, what's up? And, you know, just just catching up, that it's, it's really good. This is a good time that um, COVID has brought people back together. And so here we are together again, and I'm happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been talking a lot about the blessings of COVID, and we'll probably mention that a couple more times today. But this is another blessing of COVID because I stopped working in the school system a while ago, and I've been doing my thing, and you do your thing, and we're both really busy women. And uh, But when we connect again, it's like that intimacy is it's like a magnet, you know, it's it's like we haven't skipped a beat. And so it, it's so beautiful as you are. And I'm just so happy to be here with you. Um, you. Yeah, um, you're welcome. So I, I just want to ask some really basic questions. Um, my sense of, of the country is that there's a lot of people who don't understand what Black Lives Matter is 
and what it means. Does Black Lives Matter mean that nobody else's lives matter? I mean, what does that mean? I just sort of wanted to hear from you, Minnie, and we're just going to have a very real, honest conversation. And, you know, I'm glad you asked that because it does not mean that other lives don't matter. It says that specifically I want you to pay attention to all three words. Black, the color of my skin, who I am as a person of color, a black person, a Negroid. My life and every part of my life, the blood that runs in my veins, the breath that I take, the education that I have, the house that I live in, the job that I work, the salary that I get. As a black person, it has it has a consequence. It means something. Matter means it means something. So being black and the life that I have, the breath that I take means something. Not just to me, but to you. See, we don't have to have a slogan that says white lives matter. Y'all already know that. White people already know they matter. They already know that. Their whiteness gives them that privilege. But black people don't. We came to this country not on our own, but as slaves, and we've been treated as such since we have been here. We have had to fight for everything. Fight for everything. I mean, just to recognize the history. You're not in the history books. Do I have to fight to put, just say that, you know, I'm a part of the history. I have to build this stuff. Black lives matter. And that's what is so important. And if, and if I need a little black child to know, I need a little black child to know. It's not just for white people to know that Black Lives Matter. It's also for black people to know that because when you've been treated as such, then you've been treated like the dirt under a scum on the street. Then that's how I feel that I am. So I have to, that message is loud and clear. That's the reason I wrote it on my street. Because as I'm in black neighborhood, it's become gentrified now, but as it's, it's a black neighborhood. It's at the it's at the at the corner of North Carolina Central University, where eight thousand children of, of dad's right, <laughs> black children, and we got white kids coming out there now, but predominantly, overwhelmingly black. Mm-hmm. I want these babies to know that you matter, and if you know that you matter, you treat yourself like the kings and queens you are, and you don't allow anybody else not to treat you that way. So that's why it's important. Yeah, white people can say white lives matter. That's fine. All lives matter. That's fine. Other people know that they do. They, they're treated like they do. And so um, that's what black lives matter means. And for, for white people to be upset about it, that pisses me off for them to even be upset about the fact that I'm glorifying myself. Glorify yourself. That's fine. Don't get, don't get angry because I'm glorifying who I am. And so it's, it's those kinds of things. It's only if you bless it that it's supposed to be okay with me. No, you don't have to bless this. You don't have to like it. It's for me to like. It's for you to respect. Yeah. 
that really so powerful. Everything that you just said, you were giving me chills. And that thank you so much for being so real and honest, and really just showing us who you are. And um, and yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it is so important. I mean, that you really got me thinking as a therapist when we teach small children that they're no good they don't matter, they'll never be good enough, that turns into huge issues that people are dealing with. It's, I mean, it's considered trauma um, that people are dealing with the rest of their lives. And so um, just the simple statement of, that's okay, just the simple statement of Black Lives Matter can, can be so affirming um, if we really understand it, it can be so affirming, just like you say, to, to little, young and old African-Americans, you know, not just, not just the little people, but the people your age who, who never, ever got that message. And then now there's some momentum, hopefully, that, um, you know, for me as a white person, I mean, my family, I'm, I'm 100% Greek. We've been here a very short time. But I look white. And so there you go. That's what you have here. And so um, to me as a white person who went to North Carolina Central, that's why I was doing this. I, I wanted to be some of that, that salt and the pepper as what I was called all the time. And it was yeah. very important for, for me to, to live that experience with what I was going to do in counseling. Um, so, I, you know, and that's probably, you know, that's one reason why we get along so well is we're coming, you know, from a similar um, like-minded space. Um, you know, I think it's so important for me that, yes, I want black people to be proud and know that their lives matter, their community matters, their history matters. But for me, understanding what I do about um, social justice and systemic racism, I need white people to understand what Black Lives Matter means because we own the whole pie. And we, we let little slivers go out to women, a few ethnicities, this and that. We share a little bit, but, you know, it's still, um, it's still what, the, what the status quo is, is that it's, a, it's white males, you know, really. Um, and it's not every white male. We're, I'm certainly not saying this is not a white male bashing conversation. I have a son that's white. And he's obviously male, so you know we're not here to do that. I'm married to a white male, so this and is you're teaching yeah. Him. You see, it's about yeah. It's, it's about teaching, treating the lake. Stop treating the fish. Treat the lake. It's, it's it's destroying the systems that have been put in place that enable some people to flourish and other people to be pressed down. It's destroying that system yeah and, and and those are the things that have to be torn away and so that's why young people right now have not stopped protesting they're not like they're not like us they're not like a generation and many of us they don't have that same mindset we had Malcolm we had Martin we had Stokely we had Huey we had so you could choose we, we, we we've got we've got some kids now who have been together who understand each other, that are listening to each other. So those mindsets of old, because you see now that, the, that they're, more, they're more diverse people that are marching and protesting. It's not just black folk going across the Pettus Bridge. 
that date is over. So your children, white people, your children are out there marching because they are loving they are loving life and they're loving each other. They're loving people. So that day is gone. So they're tearing down these monuments and these systems that have been put in place. So yeah, they're writing yeah. Black Lives Matter. Yes, they, they're not. They're, they're not worried. It's only the old folk that are around saying, "Well, well, well white all lives matter." White lives, right? They understand that. Yeah, but they're trying to say, "I want to, I want to celebrate and let." My folk know, my friend know, my wife know, my children know that their lives matter. Yeah, because I mean, you know, when if we're thinking about social justice and and the notion of power and money, um, there's there's enough to go around for everybody. There's, it's just like there's enough love to go around for everybody. We don't have to like hold it and, and you know, keep it and keep it safe. There's enough to share. And I, I really am so pleased that it looks like this generation is doing um, such a great job. I love and another blessing of COVID is that, you know, people are at home and that we don't have our busy lives as much to numb out and distract ourselves with the momentum of what's happened after George Floyd's death. Um, it's it's horribly unfortunate. And Breonna Taylor. Absolutely. And to death in her bed. So, and she lay in her bed. The list. She was shot eight times. I mean, I, it, it, it's, it is Rashad who was shot in the back. Yeah. I, it's, it's just, it's, it, it is amazing that we continue to see this. If we didn't have the video cameras, if we didn't have, we wouldn't know it. Yeah. You know, hands up, don't shoot, we, if we didn't know it. So black mothers and fathers are praying every night when their children go out. Yeah. You know that you'll come back. Yeah. You can be sleeping in your car at Denny's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It is. It is. So we, we are seeing it. Our children are seeing yeah. it. Eyes yeah. Eyes wide open. Yeah. Eyes wide open. And so that's what happens when you see it. See, we didn't see Emmett Till. Yeah. We only saw his body. But we didn't see when they came and got him and put the semen around his neck and, 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 and beat him to death and then dropped him. We didn't, we didn't see that. We saw the end result. But we see. We see. George Floyd, and we see Breonna Taylor, and we see Ahmaud Arbery, and, and, and we see just over and over and over again, over and over. Jo- Jonathan Irons, who just yeah. got out of prison yesterday. Yeah. I mean, over and over yeah. and over again. 23 years. 23 years he was in prison. No, no, no evidence. A young man since 16, since he was 16 years old, he's been in prison. I mean, those are the kinds of things that people say that makes them so angry. Yeah. So when you say about looting or, or, or burning something, you know, it's difficult for people to, to adjust to that. Yeah. How do you handle that? Yeah. I can get killed in my bed. I can get killed sitting in my apartment eating ice cream. I can get, and these people are not in jail. They're just walking around. I can shoot a kid down because he's walking in my neighborhood. Yeah. And I mean, because I've got stand your ground. You in my neighborhood. You don't need to be here. I can just shoot you. Come on, people. Yeah. And yeah, so, so people are watching this. They're seeing this. 
it's so it's so powerful though that now I th- I think you know again for me it's important that all people specifically white people are paying more attention right now because that's the only way change is really going to happen and it's it's got to be people willing to give up part of their power and invite other people in and so again I'm really I'm really pleased that the protests are still happening oh, yeah. I just want to make sure that the message is clear that um, when we say, like, I can say Black Lives Matter, I don't have to be black to, to, to believe in that and to know that the reason that has to be highlighted and lifted up is because for hundreds of years, it's been like stomped down and oppressed down. And so we do have to single out the group and elevate it because it's, it's sort of, to me, as a white person, um, as, you know, as somebody who studied sociology and psychology, it's invalidating to say all lives matter. If the world was perfect and we were all equal, of course all lives matter. We should say that. But that's not the case. Um, and so when we have this kind of, again, systemic and just institutionalized racism that happens so often, too often, to a part to a, a, a part of our population that's actually quite small. But the way that that black people are overrepresented in the prisons and and you know in special ed, everything, it's just it's just everything negative. not okay. Negative. It's not okay. It's yeah. Color. How you see? How you see me? When you see me? What what does it mean? And and see that's a whole different. A, a whole different mindset. Some people aren't going to ever get there. Some people aren't going to ever get there. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Because power isn't given up easily. Yeah. And that's why people take it. It, it, it's, it's, it has to be, you can have laws that say certain things. So I want us to understand, I don't want white people to be just around saying Black Lives Matter. I mean, you know, you can say it. It's about destroying the systems that that show black people, that let black people know that they do not matter. That means it's like what Joe Biden said. You know, it's nice to say essential, you know, essential workers, you know, praising you all. He said, but now pay me. Yeah. See, pay me. I've got to have a decent wage. That's how I know I matter. Because you pay me, you pay me. You you pay me. You you give me opportunity to have a job. You pay me, all right. You have decent housing for me. You know, it's 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 it wasn't any kind of McDougal Terrace had had carbon monoxide throughout it. That's in housing development. That's housing development where only only black people stay. Come on, yeah. Come on, yes. yeah. Over two hundred families displaced. Yeah. Carbon monoxide. Come on, people. You give me decent housing. You provide decent housing. That lets me know I matter. So damn the, the slogan going around just saying, you know, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives No, I want white people who are in power to make sure that you destroy those systems that put your knee on my neck. Mm-hmm. Take your knee off my neck so that that's how I know I can breathe like you're breathing. And let, that's, let's that's that's what we got to do. That's what those kids are out there protesting for. Yeah. Because they want to destroy those systems. Yep. 
and racism. Yeah. And, and I, those are all really good points. And, and when you were just finishing up, I was thinking it might be helpful to talk about what white allies can do. You just started that off. So yes, there's, there's politically we can do things. There's protests we can do things. But even in our, whatever our job is, like whatever you do every day, it doesn't matter what you do. You could be, you could be a teacher. You could be a homemaker. You could be a real estate agent. You could be a doctor. You could be in business. Whatever you do, it's important that like how, however big your circle is, whatever your life is like, to make sure that, that, that we are doing the next right thing. So if there's a, a person to bring in, you know, make sure that there's some, some diversity there, if at all possible. Bring people along with us. But we have to be conscious and intentional to be able to do that. So we have to be, we have to be aware of it and be conscious. And so for me, um, that's why I love the Black Lives Matter movement because it's like, I think some people need, a, need, they need to learn to be conscious. Most of us kind of run around our lives living very unconsciously. And, and, if, and if that simple slogan um, that really has so much meaning behind it, but if that can be something that helps remind someone, hey, I need to open this up. I need to make sure that we've got more more different kinds of people here, male, female, exactly. whatever, transgender people. Teacher, exactly. I want to make sure that if Jamal has his hand raised, I'm gonna I'm gonna acknowledge him, even though Melissa has her hand raised. I'm gonna make sure Jamal, I wanna listen to what Jamal has to say. Okay. Yeah. If it's intentionality and it's a focus on making sure Maya Moore on Good Morning America. Um, who's, well, I don't know if you know who Maya Moore is. She's, a, she's an athlete. She used to play for uh, UConn. And she's just fabulous. Anyway, she gave up her career as a, at, in the WNBA to work to free this young man named Jonathan Irons. He just got free. Mm -hmm. And her message for us today was find somebody that doesn't look like you, that has a, that that has a, that you can work with that that perhaps you can help in a cause something that gives you purpose you know so it's like going into my classroom every day you know I want to look at the kid who's sitting in the back that doesn't look like they you know they don't ever raise their hand I want to make sure I want to know what you have to say I want to connect with you it's it's about us it's about us and it's one to one everybody's not going to everybody's not Martin Luther King everybody's not but we can connect with somebody it can be somebody in the grocery store. You know, if you you see somebody struggling to do something, it's about what we do on a personal level, individual level, that intentionality to to open ourselves up and be exposed and, and, and make a relate and create a relationship and respect show respect for someone. And and many were I'm gonna close with exactly what the word you just said is is mostly what this podcast is about. It's about human connection. Yes. And it's about relationships. And that's where that's where we started. That's where we're going to end today. Hopefully you can come back and we'll talk a little bit more about this. I mean, a lot more. We were talking like wildfire before I started the recording. <laughs> so we've got a lot to talk about. You're Greek. Yeah. I'm black. Yep. Yeah. We have emotions. Yeah. Ex oh, very passionate people. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this is, this whole movement is about, 
connection. And, and if the young people are going to get the rest of us motivated to do it, that's great. And, you know, we, we all need to find our way to be involved and, and be doing our part. It's about human connection. And, um, and, and like another word you said a couple of minutes ago, respect. And those are two really basic. Intentionality, mm-hmm. respect. Yes. Yeah, and listening, and listening is important. Well, um, we're going to sign off for now, Minnie, and um, stay on though, so I can thank you after I press, uh, after I end the recording. But I just want to thank you for being here. Um, hopefully, this will be a, a, a little teaser of other conversations that we'll get to have that are going to be really very real conversations that maybe a lot of people don't have safe people to talk to like we do. And I think I think probably that's true. And so if anybody can listen and, and, and learn and gain from our conversations, that's awesome. I think that's great. Thank you for the opportunity. And, you know, I'll see you around. Yeah. Thanks, Minnie. All right. Bye. Bye.